This is Side of Design from BWBR, a podcast discussing all aspects of design with knowledge leaders from every part of the industry. Hello, everyone. I'm Jarrett Anderson, BWBR Project Manager and Architect, and your host for this episode. On this episode, we'll be talking about surviving and most importantly, thriving as a hybrid organization, including some practical tips and tricks to make hybrid collaboration as effective and equitable as it can be. Here at BWBR, we embrace a flexible hybrid work approach that we call Flex Forward that allows our employees to decide how they best do their work. The three flex options we'll be discussing are resident, hybrid, and distant. And we'll learn about that more in a minute. Joining us today to dive into some of the lessons learned so far in navigating this new normal at BWBR is Senior Project Manager Mallory Furlong and Principal and Operations Director Stephanie Trespas. Hi, y'all. Hello. Hello. (laughs) So, Steph, what is Flex Forward? Well, Flex Forward is our way of looking at hybrid work. And I think it's a really great question that a lot of organizations are focusing on right now as they look to their future. I would approach this question by first kind of stepping back and saying, what is really hybrid? It can mean so many things, and it can mean different things to organizations and to individuals. When we look at that spectrum of full work styles, there's fully on-site work on one end, and there's also fully remote on the other end. And that hybrid working is really falling in that majority of the middle part of that spectrum. And when we're at either end of that spectrum, it could be argued that it's easier to embrace because everyone is working in the same way. It's that hybrid middle majority that is really challenging because of the work that is redesigned and toward a flexible, adaptable, and and fully optimized work culture. It's really how we're supporting our employees and how we're getting the work done. So as mentioned, we have three flex types that are the majority of our roles can really fall into. We have resident workers, hybrid workers, and distant workers. The residents are here uh, in the office four to five days a week. Our distant workers are up to 99% out of the office. And we say 99% because we know there's going to be times where our teams really need to come together in person. And that third style is hybrid, and it's the largest makeup of our employees. They range from one to four days in the office. Individual work styles are really important to how we design our future normal of work. And equally important in that is the collective approach to how we operate, how we collaborate, how we do our best work. And in addition to offering individual flex types, BWBR is a hybrid organization, which means we need to understand what it means to thrive as hybrid in our design processes, our operations, our teams, our tools, how we serve our clients, and how we use our physical and virtual space. Yeah. And Steph, I think everything you said there is absolutely relevant to where we are today, not only if you're in architecture, but really whatever sector you're in, right? Pre-pandemic, a lot of us were all residents, then we all shifted to all remote. We were all distant for the most part. Sure, you had some essential workers that were out there uh, taking care of business, but you're right. It was either one way or another, and it was easier to create rules and facilitate how teams would work together and maybe uh, diagnose ways and, and, and figure out solutions for to make things easier for people, right? There was a way that we've always been doing it and then thrust into that new, uh, we're on Zoom, we're all little squares on the screen. How are we going to behave as a cohesive team and work together for the client's betterment? And now the pendulum is swinging back to that middle zone 
and kind of just like everybody else, like what what do people want? How are they going to work? And most importantly, uh, to to us as a as a business, how are we then serving our clients in that atmosphere as well to still deliver you know design solutions that matter to them and move the needle for them? And you know, with that said, what are some of the opportunities in hybrid work? Do you think? Yeah, you know, one of the opportunities that's really been presented to organizations who are embracing hybrid is this recognition that some of the work can really happen anywhere. This offers some degree of flexibility. It really depends on the core functions and responsibilities of a role. Uh, There's also some work that needs to be done on site. And yet there's still other work such as coaching and mentoring and some of those creative activities and interactions that are often enhanced with a degree of in-person togetherness. It doesn't mean all the time, every day of the work week, but it's really about finding that flexibility and some cadence of regular in-person interaction that can enhance the creative process. It can enhance team and relationship building, and it can enhance mentoring. For example, it's being intentional to gather the full team for milestone moments throughout a project. Maybe in particular, the early phases of a project, like when we're doing ideation, that creative energy that's generated with us being together and getting that real-time reaction to insights and ideas, seeing body language and those nonverbal cues. But it's also about building up the relationships that allow a deeper trust and knowledge flow between members of a group. Another opportunity may be viewed by some as a challenge, but it's about how we think about the use of our space as a means of bringing teams together. I read a quote from a, a recent McKinsey article from a senior leader who has said something to the tone of, I feel like I lost my office through this whole transition of the past two years, but I've gained an entire floor and it has more diversity and access to meet more people and use different types of space. And he really tuned into the signals and the spaces that would best serve individual needs and also the needs of a team. And I thought that really summed up how a leader's perspective for how office spaces are serving an important role for both individuals and for teams. And we no longer need entire floors of desks, but we still need desks to get some work done. We need to also provide team spaces for groups to co-locate, maybe for a half a day or for multiple days, to really own that space for what they need to accomplish together. These team spaces are providing access to technology, furniture, and ideation materials that are really needed to perform as a team. On the flip side of that, we still need to provide individual areas where focused work can happen. We're leaning into this future normal of diverse work styles and workspaces, and it's really just going to take some time to adjust and allow more practice in using this wider variety of space types and understanding the value that the use of space can have on supporting the needs of individuals and of our teams. Nice. And Mallory, to, to rope you in here, as we have made this transition, I imagine we've had to be really intentional about you know how we set up team meetings or how teams can come together in this environment. Can you talk a little bit about what you've experienced on some of your projects? Yeah, absolutely. Especially as we started coming back together, that was that transition was actually quite a bit harder for myself than going remote. The idea of having everyone together just seemed like it was going to make sense. We were all going to talk to each other. Collaboration was going to happen. The interaction with each other was just going to be there because... That's what we used to do. We used to sit next to each other and it used to work out and we used to figure out how to get a project done. That was not my actual real lived experience after we got back to the office. And I wanted to make sure that the days that we are there were more intentional on what we actually talked about. There are certain tasks we really quickly realized were better to do when we were separated and tasks that were more suited for when we were together. And figuring out what those things are that actually require to be next to each other in person made that time more valuable. One thing as a project manager and for my own personal life, 
I didn't want to have to be tied to coming in every day. I personally really enjoy hybrid work. I personally really enjoy not having to commute into the office every day. So being able to balance those two things while still providing an excellent project, an excellent service to a client is really what we're trying to strive for throughout this whole process. Right. And a positive team environment too, right? Because there's still still a culture to think about. There's still mentoring to think about. And, you know, there's still people learning on every single project as well, including ourselves, right? As we do that. But I imagine, can you talk about some of the challenges of sitting with your team and not being pulled in other directions and making things happen? As most of the world is in a shortage right now for staffing, so are we at times. And so that means that staff that are on my projects are also on many other projects. And since we're so used to being in the Zoom environment where you jump from meeting to meeting and meeting, you're pulled in many different project directions throughout the day. So if you're going to be in person, how do you make sure that that's actual worthwhile time to drag everyone back into the office? Some people don't want to be there. Others want to be there all the time. So you need to make sure that that time is actually spent worthwhile. And it's really hard as we're all pulled in many directions, but you need to dedicate that time that you're in person for that project you're there for. So personally, what that means for me is I try not to schedule other meetings on those days or those time periods. I treat that almost as if a travel day. So if I'm stuck in a car for four hours, I can't I can't meet about that because I might be able to have a phone call here and there, but I can't actually do much on anything else. I must do the work that's part of that project I'm there for. Nice. So Steph, can you talk about maybe some of your top tips for hybrid teams then and how do they overcome some of these things? Sure. You know, one of the first pro tips that we can share is around team agreements. Uh, This is an approach that we've been piloting and really learning the benefits of how to organize a group that's coming together in a hybrid world for a shared goal or a project. And these are really the norms that the group will agree to for how to communicate, how to coordinate, determining kind of when we're going to be available for meetings and impromptu questions and how often we're going to gather in person, as Mallory was saying, for those um, work sessions and, uh, you know, whether or not they're in person or they're virtual. We're very team-based in the work that we do. We have small teams, we have large teams, distributed teams, project teams, operations teams. We have to be very intentional to have a conversation about what's going to work best for the team and for the work that needs to get done. Members may need to be open to trying some new things and exploring what's going to be most appropriate to support doing our best work together. This is also a really great opportunity to talk about some of the softer goals like mentoring and coaching. Uh, We know that we have some teams that have a real high degree of familiarity and they can nearly finish each other's sentences. They've worked together a lot. While we have other teams that are made up of individuals without that level of experience and familiarity, And uh, they have members who might benefit from observing the behaviors and the interactions of those who have more experience. Team agreements can really be a guide for having those conversations to achieve the softer goals in addition to getting the work done. Uh, Maybe a second pro tip that I can offer up is organizing around a hybrid schedule. And this has both individual and team impact. As much as you're able, try to plan a schedule a few weeks in advance. And this really allows you to coordinate your own personal schedule and to connect with others on their schedule and see where those adjustments can be made to create opportunities for in-person meetings or one-on-ones or attending different events. Uh, Some tips from some folks uh, that have really embraced this hybrid lifestyle is to really start living into your hybrid schedule. If you thought that three days a week in an office is going to be a good balance for you, then start making a plan to do that and determine, is it going to be the same three days a week in the office or will it vary for you? 
Some have reported that it's easier at times to kind of pick a schedule and stick with it and then plan your work around those days. As Mallory was saying, like having a team day on Tuesdays and then prioritizing the team activities for that day and then planning to do other project work or individual focus work on other days. Another suggestion is to plan around those intended days in the office and see what other connections you might be able to do. Uh, Like, can you grab lunch with someone that you might not normally see? Or can you go for a walk with someone to connect? Maybe pick up your mail, stock up on office supplies. There's a lot that you might do. One of the resources that we've been referencing is a visual exercise to help individuals plan their weeks. It could be as simple as a notebook sketch or browsing your Outlook calendar. And what does your ideal week look like? What's the work that needs to get done? And where is it best to perform that type of work? You might also note the other realities of your weekly schedule. So you have a good sense of how to plan in time for things like commuting, walking between meeting rooms, and other types of things that can really add minutes into your day and to your week. And if it's really hard to plan out weeks in advance, just start with a day. Spend three minutes, plan out the day, and help you think through the type of work that you have to get done and where you best do that work. So what if my ideal week is uh, not, not using my camera and uh, <laughs> I was going to make some jokes, but I'm not going to make some jokes. That that was a great answer in general, Steph. That could, was I, really, could I yeah, add to it? Absolutely. You hop in there. To add on Steph's comments, I would recommend that even with a perfectly well-planned out week, month, uh, what you're planning on doing for the day you're in the office or how you want to plan out your work, you also still need to understand that you have to have flexibility and transparency. It is fairly common for myself to have a plan for my day, plan for my week. And with the first five minutes I sat down on my computer, that is completely shot. So understanding that that happens to myself, it's definitely happening to the people working on my teams and trying to understand where people are coming from, whether it's other workload has crept up, maybe there's an illness, COVID's still still around, there's childcare issues, emergency vet things that are happening. We just need to understand that we're so all people. And even when we have a plan, that those plans can be interrupted all the time and be understanding of people's flexibility and just opening up that door for conversation with your teams to say, you know, I was planning on being there today. It's really not going to happen. That's fine. It all happens to all of us. We'll move on. We'll figure out how to work around that. So as people are remote and in person, we still need to make sure that we can bring people together as we need to, regardless of people's personal situations. Right. And that practice of Basically, empathy, too, is, is something that we obviously want to be cognizant of with our clients as well, right? They're under the same sort of – they're in the same environment with the same sort of interruptions. Everybody has their own stuff going on, right? And they likely have their own ideal day as well. And, you know, we need to mash our ideal days into their ideal days and serve them the way that they want to be served too, right? We're curious about them. We're empathetic with their needs as well as as we are with our – our teams. And I think that speaks back to some of our values. And I think we are cognizant of our values uh, while we're going through this process and learning how a hybrid organization truly functions. Do any of you want to speak to how is this equitable? How is this equitable from a space perspective or from a meeting perspective, either one of those things? Yeah. say from a meeting perspective, we want to make sure that however people are working Everyone has the voice still in the conversation. I know on a couple of my projects right now, I have people working on it from all three of our offices. So on the days when the Minnesota team is in the office, we obviously can see each other. We can talk to each other over our little desks and have a conversation pretty easily. Right. And it's important to understand that if someone from one of our Madison offices 
working on that item that we're talking about, we either pull them onto the screen right in the open workspace. If there's a lot of people around, that's probably not a great idea. So they go into a conference room. We want to make sure that whomever is working on it is still involved in the conversation, regardless of their location. Maybe they're even in Minnesota and they just couldn't come in that day. We just want to make sure that from an equity standpoint, people are still involved, even if they're not able to be there next to us in person. Right. So it's not just uh, the one square that's remote is sitting out there staring at the room that's having a great time. That is the absolute not situation that we want to have happening regularly. We want individual squares on the screen then in, in a lot of ways as much as possible to make that happen, right? Yeah, it gets a little goofy when you're sitting in the sitting at your desk and you have three people sitting next to you on the same call, but it it's entertaining for a little while and you kind of get over it because you realize you need to do that for that fifth person that's not in the room. Right. You know, I, I think that matters. That's a little bit of effort that I think goes a long way in that sense. And there's nothing that stops us from meeting one-on-one in person too, if we need to later on or that kind of thing, one-on-one via Zoom or one-on-one in a conference room. I think hybrid work as well, you know, it's still, we're trying not to forget our culture and how how we mentor one another, how we have access to leadership, access to mentorship, that kind of a thing as well. And I think that's something that we'll explore likely as, as we go forward, just like many other folks out there. Steph, what am I missing? What's about hybrid work? What's what's something else that you think is really important that we're we're discussing to date? You know, I know we've gone through some challenges of our own in in creating a hybrid work environment and how we spatially configured our office and things like that. What are some things in that arena that we've overcome to date? I think one of the areas that we really need to put even more attention on is tying this back into our our culture and really figuring out how to embed this uh, so that it becomes you know, part of our secret sauce. I think when we really wanted to engage around this work, we we thought a lot about our culture and we thought about the elements that are unique to all organizations and we thought about what was unique to our organization and kept coming back to our vision of transforming lives through exceptional environments. And we feel that the work we do really matters and it matters to our clients and who they serve and the communities in which our projects are in. I think we all connect on that purpose-driven work. And so when we examine those cultural aspects, we realize that it's through our ways of collaboration that really hold us together to do that work. And we have a strong history of, of this collaboration, even though as we have grown, even before 2020, there were some challenges and there was putting some tensions on the ways in which we practice and collaborated. And we were already becoming more distributed and uh, thinking about collaboration equaled in-person only. And it really wasn't supporting us doing our best work. There was also an inequity to it. Our goal now is to develop this path forward that's really intentional to bring out our best collaboration and approaching this through a really thoughtful way. Um, We also know we're not going to get it right immediately. We're going to try things. We're going to learn. And we're going to keep dialing it in as we go. We're really taking this learning approach to the redesign of work because absolutely everything has been impacted. Absolutely. And then, you know, I'm curious as we go forward how our clients will feel this in terms of our day-to-day meetings and ultimately in the spaces that we create for them. You know, all the little things eventually add up to something great, ideally, in, in, in the end of a project, right? All that, all the hard work on both sides of the table, get you to where you need to go to issue that project and eventually walk into that space when it's finished. And we're trying to do that in a, in a little bit different way than has been done in the past. And, you know, as our clients think about hybrid work and what that means for them, you know, I think we have some norms that that we've set 
in terms of you know how our typical meetings tend to run, the the one person one screen idea. What are some other things like that that you think other organizations should maybe adopt? I recently had a client, a healthcare client that was looking at redoing their admin offices. And as healthcare professionals, you know, they've been working in person. They haven't really changed their work culture over the past few years as you have to be in person to take care of patients. But one thing I stressed as the construction cost has dramatically increased recently. So instead of building an office suite, maybe you need to rethink about how you do your work. Are there people that don't need to be there in person or are they only in person one day a week? The client decided not to go in that direction for lots of reasons, but you know that since we've had that experience, and I don't do office work myself, but I've lived it, I can still talk about it in a more educated way than I would have a few years ago, and that helped them at least make a decision on how they want to move forward with their their construction project. I think meeting norms are are important. Uh, team agreements are important. I think it's more about what's right for your organization. I think bringing together the right team of people to look at this from a very comprehensive uh, view. For example, looking at it from like a work ecosystem, it's the how you work, looking at your processes, uh, the developing a common language for how you're getting work done. You can look at the tools that you're using. Almost everything has a technology component. And also the the where in which you work. I think there's always going to be a need for some communal spaces to bring people together to really focus in on some of that deep work and build the relationships, access to equipment and resources, and making sure that your approach is uh, one that looks at it from all different angles. And don't hesitate to try new things, pilot some things, learn from those things, and keep developing and, and dialing it in as you're going, because this whole practice will continue to evolve and, and serve organizations very uniquely depending on their approach. Hybrid work really is quite the design problem, and it does have implications to space, and it has implications to culture and how we do our daily work and how we function. And it also you know, has implications to either our work-life work life balance or our work-life fit, you know, how we operate on a day-to-day basis as well. Behind the scenes, you've been in a lot of conversations about all of this for a very long time. So mm-hmm. it's got to be fun for you to see it start, to see it playing out right? And to be learning. It's a little bit nerve wracking too, maybe, but uh, to see it playing out and see it happening. And uh, what are you most excited about, about hybrid work? Like you, you as Steph T, what are you most <laughs> excited about? I think, yeah, to, to see it all become a reality and learning from everybody who's trying it and putting a unique approach onto it and just keeping feedback loops open and engaging staff as part of this co-creation of what this means for BWBR to move forward. And I think the piece that excites me the most, of course, is I love looking at the design of our workspaces and how Mm -hmm. it relates to the flow of knowledge in our organization. And that's why I love that idea of uh, how if we can all bring our best selves to work and build those deep relationships and balance the employee needs, balance the team needs, I think we're going to have better experiences as a knowledge organization and coming up with better design solutions for our clients um, and as an ultimate goal. Awesome. Uh, Mallory, what are what are you excited for about hybrid work moving forward? I think really is flexibility for me. Being able to do great work at an organization I love working for but that still meets the the personal life goals I have as well. That is an amazing opportunity for myself and my family, as well as other people that work for BWBR. Awesome. With that, are there any closing comments that either one of you would like to make? 
hybrid work isn't something that'll just happen. It's something that we need to put a focus on and organize to make sure it's successful. Trying something out and failing at it the first time doesn't mean that the whole idea is a failure. You need to rethink of how you could make that commitment successful. I think hybrid work is really a unique approach to uh, how we how we all do our work and looking at those reasons why we collaborate, whether it's coming together to solve complex problems or to build a shared understanding of something, um, but really important that we're building relationships with each other and bringing together and uh, that that trust that's within those teams that really allow us to do some incredible work. And I think at the heart of trust is really, you know, it's more effective knowledge sharing. It's more engaging experiences. We can feel free to bring our full selves in into the work that we do and have uh, great outcomes for the, the clients that we serve. And to do this right, it means that we're building that deep trust and uh, building a culture that really supports uh, not only the hybrid work, but the work that we are doing I, I love that stuff. I love that stuff because it's trust. Trust really translates to that psychological safety, which means people can be their best selves and do their best work for the clients. And that's such an important thing. That's what we're focused on. And we're, we're learning how to do it on a day-to-day basis. And I think we're going to get better and better and better at it as we go forward. So thank you both for what you do for both BWBR and our clients on a, on a day-to-day basis. I always enjoy talking with both of you. Thank you so much for your time and insights. And thanks to our listeners for joining us for this episode. Until next time, we'll see you on the other side. This has been Side of Design from BWBR, brought to you without any paid advertisements or commercials. If you found value in what you've heard today, give us a like, leave us a comment, or better yet, share us with your network. You can also reach out to us if you'd like to share an idea for a show or start a discussion. Email us at sideofdesign at bwbr.com. <laughs>